This is Self Care You with Scott. And today on the show, we are excited to invite friend of the podcast, Dylan Burroughs. As a fellow podcaster, Dylan hosts the Optical View podcast. This is a podcast built on core values promoting incredible people and incredible stories. Dylan has had interesting guests on his show, such as your boy, but also professional athletes, coaches, singers, and bands all telling their story. Aside from the great podcast work that Dylan does, he's also an athlete, a coach, a martial artist, sharing his knowledge about fitness, nutrition, and health. This is Self Care You, and we're about to level up with Dylan Burroughs. What's good, everyone? Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Self Care You podcast. And today on the episode, we have Dylan Burroughs. It's a pretty amazing conversation. Uh, he's the host of the Optical View podcast. Uh, I had the opportunity to jump on the podcast and have a good conversation about the growth of Self Care You and just what we're doing in our community. And uh, so get over, check it on any platform. That's the Optical View podcast. And we also had the opportunity to chat about his charity event that's going on. It's January 14th. It's the Optical View podcast charity award show and celebration. Yours truly will be there, you know, spreading a little bit of wealth of, of community and what Self Care You is all about. It's a pretty amazing conversation. Uh, thanks goes out to everybody who gives the support to the self-care you team uh, level of living level of leadership whatever it may be make sure you run over to www.selfcareyou.net and check out what we got going on or shoot over on instagram at self-care you underscore level up but this is a great episode let's just get right into it today on the show we sit down with dylan burrows dylan how you doing my man i'm doing great man thanks for having me on yeah, no, we appreciate it. You know, I got the opportunity to get on your podcast, so we're just doing the same favor. Uh, Dylan, I'm interested, you know, we might as well give our listeners a little business card of who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dylan Burroughs, as Scott said there, and I run a podcast called The Optical View Podcast. The Optical View Podcast was initially designed to promote local, influential people, athletes, and performers all in Ontario, Canada. Yeah, and you know what? We'll get into it a little bit further in the in the show. It's a great concept, but I'm really interested to kind of like we like to get self care you right down to the grassroots. So we really want to start at like you know little Dylan and where we got to. So my conversation and question that I always like to ask is, you know, Dylan, tell us a little bit about being an athlete and tell us a little bit of being about you know a martial artist. Yeah, so I got into athletics probably you know even before I could walk. Um, that's just kind of the direction that my parents took me in and I kind of followed with them. And so I was an athlete as little as I could be, uh, at a young age. And I just continued along that route. And, uh, I went to fairly trying to think the word here. I went fairly deep into hockey when I was younger. I, uh, played triple a, I, uh, basically went as high as I could at the age group. And uh, for some people, and, and, you know, they can make up for the disadvantages they have in terms of athletics, but I couldn't. Uh, I stopped growing, <laughs> right? I was probably about 5'3", five, 5'4", five, and I'm only 5'7 now when I was about 13, 14, and that's basically uh, where I stopped getting into hockey. And I decided to shift my focus, right? If I wasn't going to go to the top in hockey, then I was going to move to something else. 
So I was playing all kinds of different sports growing up, lacrosse, baseball, running, track and field. And in high school, I was still kind of all over the place. Uh, I did. I stayed away from hockey, like I said, and uh, I played badminton, which was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> the way that badminton uh, took me, I did a little bit of wrestling. But uh, unfortunately, I never got to compete in wrestling. I was hit with two different strikes in high school. So the right. one year, uh, I never got on that. And then I, uh, that, that was kind of my intro to martial arts was wrestling there. But it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, then I got a scholarship for cross country in grade 11. So my grade 12 running season was cut short because of a strike, as I mentioned. Uh, but I went down. There was a big tournament. I've only went to the States once in my life. I went to Rochester, New York, and I ran there. And I, I did okay, uh, not as good as I wanted, but I did all right. And I got contacted by a couple different schools for a running scholarship. So I really debated uh, what I wanted to do post-secondary. I kind of thought I was going to run, uh, but I hated running. I was just good at it. Right. And. Uh, then I kind of actually the summer of grade 11 to grade 12, I found Muay Thai. And that was kind of a, a little funny story. So one of my best friends at the time, his name's Tristan. Um, unfortunately, we, we aren't friends. We don't speak anymore, but didn't leave on bad terms. But he, he kind of tricked me. Oh, <laughs> so okay. we used to always run down to the lake. Uh, I lived about downtown central Oshawa. And we used to run down to the lake and uh, we, we could take different paths and different routes. And he was my running buddy and, and he was very good, very high up in soccer, as high up as he could go. And he was still doing that. So for him, running was just a good way to stay in shape. And he knew if he could kind of keep up with me, then he was at the right pace. So he goes, oh, I mean, a couple of friends that I play soccer with, they're going to go for a run and I'd like you to join me. I go, OK, no problem. And he goes, it's going to be a 10K race. And so I'm very competitive. I go, let's do it, man. Let's go, yeah. right? And so we hop on this bus. I don't know where we're going either. So we hop on this bus, uh, a go bus. And I now know it takes us to downtown Whippy. And then I, uh, we take another bus. And that takes us, uh, would have been south a little bit. And so we enter this place. Uh, there's now a Scotty's in it. But there was no sign on the front. And we walked down these doors. And uh, when you first open the doors, it's a music shop. They sold pianos and they sold guitars. And I'm looking at this guy going, what are we doing here? Yeah, really. <laughs> and he takes me down these stairs. And these are the steepest stairs that I've ever been down. Uh, still probably to this day in my life. And we go down and it felt like there was probably about 50 stairs. I might be exaggerating, but that, that's what it felt like. And no handrail. So you're walking on the tips of your toes, hoping you don't fall. And we get down there and there's about 30, 30 people, right? Mostly guys, a couple females. And uh, we immediately, everyone, as soon as we get there, I think, I'm not sure if we were later, they're waiting on us or whatever. We head up and we go through this garage door. And it's the summertime, beautiful. And so the guy running it goes, all right, so we're going from this destination to that destination. I go, let's do it, right? So, boom, we go off, and I start running. I take the pack, and I'm leaning the pack, and I'm like, these guys are supposed to be elite athletes, right? Like, yep. it, some of these guys that, that I knew Tristan was friends with were Team Canada, U21 soccer players. And I'm thinking, 
you know, if I can keep up with these guys, I can pretty much go anywhere. And and I'm leading the pack. And I'm going, what's going on here, right? So I'm waiting for these guys to make a push at the end, right? So we get down to about a K. And Tristan, it's me and Tristan running. And I can't see anybody behind us at this point, right? So I start sprinting. I'm like, oh, I got to beat Tristan, right? I got to beat Tristan. So boom, we make it. And the coach is going, wow, good time, right? He's timing us there and stuff. And I go, okay, what do we do now? And he goes, we're just going to wait. So we wait for everybody. And, you know, I think the final person, which was a huge guy, by the way, uh, probably was like another half an hour behind us. Oh, my. Right? And and I, I remember seeing this gentleman cross, and I'm thinking, this guy doesn't play soccer, man. Right? I, I, this guy's like, if I had to guess, 6'3", maybe 300 pounds. Right? Okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> a little bit overweight. Definitely, I wouldn't call him fat, but you know, not built like a typical soccer player would be. Right. Yep. And so um, we're waiting around and he goes, okay. The, the coach there goes, all right, time to go inside. We go inside. And, and uh, I wasn't in this part of the gym before and there's heavy bags and there's speed bags. And I'm looking at Tristan going, what are we doing here? But he goes, that was the warm up. I go, the warm up. Right. I just I just gassed myself out, run as hard as I could for like 45, 50 minutes or whatever the time was. And first time ever, I'm like, now I'm committed. Right. And these guys all dislike me because I push this pace. Right. right. So I put on these loner boxing gloves. And that's the first time ever I got introduced to Muay Thai. Right. So that was my very first class that day. He kind of tricked me into it. And it was three and a half hours. Yeah, there's no light work. That's for sure. I remember, you know, in the days and shout out to my uh, boxing coach, Adrian James, you know, we used to go through wars, man. So however many guys were there, um, you would go rounds and you would go like kings. So you would do your cardio and then like, let's say there's 15 guys and you would just go 15 rounds and you would catch everybody in the ring. Right. Like, and those things are just like, before you look at the clock, you're like two hours deep and it's, you're in it. Right. But it's a it's a different type of workout. Like definitely with boxing, it was like a different type of cardiovascular workout. But to get a good run in, and then like for me, I'm I'm not a runner, and and like you know my days are past me of my athletic prime. That's why I coach now. But I remember like we would run so much. I used to play basketball at a really high level too, and and basketball is an endurance sport regardless. But it's like a speed burst, right? Mm. So anytime I'd start getting with, I played soccer as well and get in the summer and start running in soccer, it's a different type of cardio pace. Right. But it's never like, um, you know, it's a straight like speed burst. And, and once in a while, it's kind of like your high intensity, but it, for long paces, like it was, it sucked. Plus I hated running. So I never wanted to ever do it in my lifetime, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's just amazing how being an athlete can just bring you through a, a totally different world, you know, meet so many different people. I hear you talk about badminton. I got this guy on my basketball team that I coach. I've coached him since he's 12 years old and he loves badminton and he's a really good badminton player. And, uh, I just feel like my agility isn't even anywhere close to this guy. So I imagine that I won't even bother. I'll leave him by himself, but you know, I'm interested. We, we usually touch base with all our guests asking them this question and, I'd love to hear from you and our listeners probably would love to hear it too. Is it your definition of what mental health is? Oh man. Uh, I think mental health is, is keeping yourself sane, right? And whatever way that you have to do that. Um, so for me, uh, I, I've always had my outlet be athletics, 
right? That that's been I think somebody has to have some type of outlet. Some people draw and paint, play music, right? They might be religious and go to whatever they you know they go to, whether it's church or mosque or whatever, right? And and they can use that as their mental health. Some people take long baths and showers and do all those things. For me, my outlet's always been athletics. So it's almost I notice it if I don't if I'm not in the gym or I'm not running or I'm not again, I don't do much running now, but I do running when I have to. If I'm not doing what I got to do in terms of athletics and staying active, I notice myself getting sad and moody and angry and and um, certain types of uh, depression. And, and it's like I have a completely different outlook on life. And uh, I always start my, my day off with a simple, not, I wouldn't even call it a workout, just simple exercises, right? So I try and do 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups, and that's just how I start my morning. And then I go from there, right? 100 squats, and that's it, right? A- anything after that, I know that um, I've got the blood flowing in my body to, to, to continue on with the day. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I'm interested to ask you this question then, because you played uh, hockey at you know, what was been a competitive level, you competed in athletics, you, you know what the, the word compete means, but with that comes anxiety, right? Lots of players, um, you know, deal with the anxieties of making sure that they make the right play, making sure that they do the right things or, or how they take mistakes or failures or things of that nature. Um, maybe give us a little bit about like how maybe mental health jived with your athletics and how you maybe had to like really tap into, okay, I understand that this is my outlet and I understand that athletics is what makes me feel good. But at some point in time, there will come a stressful moment. How do you deal with those moments if you get them? Yeah, um, I never felt. I don't know if the word is pressure, uh, but any type of anxiety before I got into competing in martial arts and fighting. Right. And even to the point uh, where certain times I'll be in the gym parking lot and and I'm not a, a very antisocial person and everybody in the gym, I mean, most people in the gym enjoy me and like my presence and, you know, nothing like that goes to my mind, but there's just certain types of anxiety. Um, for me, I, I always just go in there. Uh, I don't negotiate with myself, right? And that's that's very huge for me. So if I tell myself... Uh, I like to plan my days uh, beforehand. If I tell myself I'm going to go to the uh, 7 p.m. boxing class, well, I've committed that now, right? So as much as I maybe at that moment don't want to do it, uh, it's almost like ripping the Band-Aid off and doing it. And then when you versus competing, right, knowing that you are going to get inside of a ring or cage with somebody who also wants to physically harm you has a different type of anxiety. And I've always been told, I've only been really anxious twice, always a little bit of pre-fight jitters, anxiety, stuff like that, but really anxious twice is um, you have to trust in your training, right? You have to trust in your, your ability. And um, for me, I do certain things in the fight. If I ever start feeling a certain way, that just reminds me I'm there to have fun. I'm, I'm doing what I like, right? There's one, uh, one of my more recent fights. It was, it was kind of uh, Amish to a guy named Tony Ferguson where he throws sand, right? And so I was competing in MMA and, and I, I did the same motion of throwing sand. And again, like uh, it wasn't any disrespect to my opponent. It was just a reminder to me, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun, right? And uh, once I get in there, I'm okay, right? But before when you get in there, you just think, oh, you know what's going to happen, right? Uh, one fight, 
uh, it ended up getting canceled, but not due to my part. Uh, I was really nervous. I started having nightmares and I started getting anxiety and, and I had these dreams of me just getting knocked out in front of my, my family. I was at a uh, home in Oshawa, home venue, um, family, friends, whatever. And uh, I actually sought, I sought out a mental health coach, uh, health, um, forget the name, uh, like mental health for sports. And okay. they walked me through the best and worst case scenarios. Right. And uh, that really helped me because they all they told me something. Well, OK, what is the worst case? Right. Well, let's let's take you to that. Let's take you through those dreams. You get knocked out in front of your friends and family. Right. Will the people in your life that truly like you and love you, will that change their, their perspective on you? No, it won't. Right. And then it immediately stopped. Right. Yeah. Uh, all, all that, you know, once once you get over the worst case scenario, it doesn't become the worst case scenario anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I tell all my players, you know, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I coach basketball. I tell all my players all the time, like, first of all, uh, the only time you get nervous is when you're weary of your preparation. Mm. So if you're weary that you can't get your stuff done and, and you're like, oh, like, I don't know, like this might happen to me, you, you know, it might be too late. Or you might need to turn up your preparation, your work to get like if you're a month out from your fight or something like that, you know, six weeks out or whatever, and you're starting to get worried that you're not doing enough, that will start to trigger you and start to to push you a little bit more. I used to always get it when I go to boxing. It was like I'd get a little nervous when we when we would spar and I was just like, yeah, and more like I don't want to break my nose and have to go to work. My nose broken. But, you know, once I realized uh, the good thing about boxing, too, is like it really just requires you to have patience like you're just and be confident in your ability because the thing about boxing um that a lot of people don't become really successful at is because when you get hit and you close your eyes you can't really see where things are coming when you're a boxer you watch that entire thing come your way you try and patiently find that opening that kind of stuff and once you can get to that spot where you can understand what you can do and and you trust your ability then like you said starts to just disappear and then you start having fun but it's that fear that you get in your head all the time. Like how am I, you know, I might fail here. I might do this when we all know that there's a potential that somebody might get knocked out, right. If you're fighting uh, or if like in basketball, you know, it's a common thing like, Oh, I might get blocked and, and, and might get embarrassed by, you know, like nobody cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I tell my guys all the time, like, I'm not going to ever remember this. It's a little bit more significant in boxing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Cause it could, or, or any, any kind of combat sport. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a lot of anxiety around there. I was interested to hear your your input because, you know, it's it's a, a one of those sports where you get nervous, you you deal with your nervousness, you start to understand yourself, and that's where your confidence starts to build and you start to become a different person. I'm interested to hear about the concept behind the Optical View podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, I kind of touched on it a bit. The Optical View podcast it started. Um, let's say when everything was, was not running <laughs> and I, at the time I was running a, a business, I was managing a business and I saw a lot of my friends, businesses, gyms, um, even performers, singers, uh, comedians. I was very heavily involved in stand-up comedy and, and it took away their life, Right. And for me, I mean, I missed the gym and I missed all that stuff. Of course, that affected me as well. But 
I wasn't making a living off of that, right? Uh, as much as I love going to the gym, I and you know I can make some money here and there doing personal training and stuff, but that wasn't my sole source of income. I saw somebody, a good friend of mine, who's had a business for 17, 18 years lose the business because of, of what was happening. And I always think to myself, well, is there anything I can do right now to help these people, right? To help friends, mentors, et cetera. And I was at work. I remember it very specifically. I was at work and I was listening to a business podcast and the person they had on was promoting podcasts. And it was kind of funny because if you're listening to podcasts, you typically don't hear somebody promote podcasts and they're promoting how to make your own podcast. So I kind of thought, okay, and one of the exercises was whatever you're doing right now, stop and think, is there anything that you want to help somebody? That's the first, that's the first um, way that you can design a podcast. And I thought immediately, I go, yeah, this is something I'd love to do. And then they go, okay, spend 10 minutes and, and figure up an idea. And so I was trying to think, well, it'd be nice if I could talk to people and still keep their name relevant, their business relevant, while they aren't performing, while they aren't. Uh, acting, doing comedy, or even their business running, at least when things get back to, you know, 100% full force, um, they can, somebody may have picked up this brand, this person, whatever it is. So that's where this got designed. And so then I, I had to start thinking of the logistical aspect of it, right? Because uh, it's so easy, you know, what's what's your market? What's your audience? Yep. Right? And, and honestly, my, my audience is Ontario. Right. I grew up in Ontario. I uh, generally speaking, I love Ontario. <laughs> I think there's always things that people don't love about where they live, but generally yeah. speaking, I love Ontario. It's a good spot and, to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I dislike the weather, but that's a different topic. Right. And um, what can I do? And so I thought, you know what, if I could start a podcast and one person listens to it and they go and they they purchase their product or they go see their show or they see their live music then then I've contributed to that person. Yeah, you know it's it's funny cuz we started our podcast, you know, February of 2020, so right before like right before we bumped into covid. Uh mm-hmm. before it was kind of even an idea, we were kind of into it and the podcast for us, you know, is the same same thing that you're mentioning it's about helping other individuals or providing an outlet. But for us, the concept is really about making sure that we're maybe answering questions for other people that they've been really struggling to try and figure out. And they don't necessarily have that, that focus group or somebody that they can go to. Uh, Our podcast really took a strong shift in the last little bit. We started out. um, We are obviously self-care. You is community. I don't care what anybody says. That's what we're here. And that's the reason why we're here is to better our community at any given Avenue, and we do so through our level of leadership programs and level of living programs. But our podcast has really started to branch out. We have lots of guests, you know. Um, obviously, you are a guest, but we've had guests from you know down in the states, from internationally, from all over, and it's pretty amazing to think that all these individuals are just listening to what you know the concept is that w- that I've built or that you've built, or you know, it's a little bit flattering. I'm and I'm not necessarily someone that wants to put everything right out in front and. And for me to kind of see the responses and see the reviews and see the emails, man, my, my email is flooded with people trying to get on the podcast or they love the work or whatever it may be. So it's, it's awesome just to, to see how you built something, but it really comes down to what I like that you do too, is consistency. Not a lot of people pay attention to the fact that consistency means that you're still here and that you're relevant, 
right? And I listened to, um, I can't remember what it, who it came from the other day, but they were talking about if you uh, get your podcast to get to like 20 plus episodes, you are in that top percentile of those that have podcasts. Generally, people fall out in the first couple and then they fall out in like the first 15. And then if yeah. you can get above that 20 line and that's where consistency comes in. So I think everybody understands that we come with our podcast, but for us, it's also built about relatable experience. It's a, it's a relatable resume so that people can see the work that we're doing for when we start to start these other programs and try and get into schools and things of that nature. So, you know, I got to obviously jump on the podcast. I had a great time and we talked really about the growth of self-care you and how it started. And I can go all day about, you know, how, where we got there and how we got to where we are and, and so on and so forth. And I got the opportunity to do that on your podcast. So I appreciate you for that, but I'm also interested to hear about what your favorite episode is. No bias here. You don't have to put it on me, but you know what your favorite episode is or what you felt was like, you know, I know with self-care you, I have a lot of awesome mm. episodes that I really enjoyed. Not that I didn't enjoy any of, you know what I mean? Or like one of them yeah. sucked or not, but I definitely had uh, some favorites. I'm interested to hear what maybe you had. Oh man. See, one of the cool things, and, and I want to, I'm going to go back to what you said, but consistency, I, I have a quote on my Instagram and I know I've put it on the podcast Instagram and it says consistency will beat perfection. Right. And I think that's very crucial because um, I'm somebody who I, I don't take compliments very well. I don't take uh, a lot of anything promotion or anything like that very well, because I think that, um, you know, I'll say thank you and, and I'll appreciate the words that you're saying and I'll try and take everything you're saying, but I would much rather somebody give me um, constructive criticism so I can get better, right? I'm always about self-development, right? I'm obsessed with self-development, almost a little too much, but I'm teetering that line a little bit, right? Yep. And uh, so I gotta, I gotta be consistent, right? And consistency doesn't stop on a Tuesday, on a Sunday, on a, whatever day it is, right? I mean, you talk about leadership, right? You can't be a leader five days a week, right? Uh, especially if you have younger kids uh, looking up to you, right? So you can go and say, don't smoke and don't drink. And then you go and party on the weekend, you smoke and you drink, right? In my opinion, it's like, well, you're being a, you're being a great leader. I mean, everything you know, obviously has its limitations and stuff, but you're being a great leader five days a week and you're preaching what you say five days a week, but it doesn't stop, right? It goes all the way through. It goes 365, right? And, and uh, in terms of growth, and I'm going to touch on, I'm going to touch on your question of, of my favorite episode, but in terms, in terms of growth, right? If you want to grow an audience and you want to grow a following, and you want to grow whatever it is, right? Uh, you have to stay committed. Like I, I, I like to think about things in years, right? Like I love talking about episodes coming up in the next couple of weeks, but I also love, and this is what I enjoy more, uh, thinking about months and years from now, right? Like uh, I, I set goals in, in years, right? So when I started the podcast, it wasn't going to be a one-year thing, right? It was going to be, I, I told myself a minimum of three years, Right. And um, there's going to be days you don't enjoy it. And those are the days that, again, you, you go back to your why, right? You and I spoke on my podcast about what the why is, right? If your why is strong enough, you'll be consistent. 
Yeah. First of all, great recommendation. I finished it. It is an amazing uh, read. It is an amazing opportunity to educate yourself on whether or not you come with the right perspective, right? Whether you come with the right understanding. And if you're taking in uh, the information that you're receiving correctly and and really giving it a good analytical thought, because why trumps everything, right? It's, you know, why do you have this? Why are you doing this? What is your root cause? And if your root cause is strong, then that will build. Like, I understand exactly what you're saying when it comes down to consistency. Like, I built this thing by myself, right? Mm. Um, I built this to be a podcast. I built this to be a leadership program that has over 30 youth coming to our programs and asking when it's happening. I built this to be when I hear other people come to me and say, you know, I got stopped in the mall and someone said, Hey, where'd you get that shirt? You know, what's that level of living mean? You know, I'll need to get one of those. You know what I mean? Like, I know that we built that correctly because that's because of consistency, but also pride in myself to get what I need to get done. And other people, lots of people have different focuses, right? You know, for myself, you know, my focus is, is mental stability, mental health, um, and making sure that I give, I'm in a giving nature right now at, at this journey of my life. And, and so sometimes things sit on the back burner, right? Um, you know, where some people, you know, might be in the gym and then they readjust their situation and then, you know, they got something else to work on or so on and so forth. I'm in a journey right now, man, where I'm coaching, I'm speaking, I got the podcast, I'm given every opportunity I am, I can on a full court press to what I've built, because like you said, three years, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take. Right. They say mm-hmm. like, they say th- there's a great saying where, th- where they say to you all the time, where like, if you wait for something, you just don't know how long you're going to wait for it. So you mm-hmm. got to continue to be moving while that's happening or else you become stagnant. And then what happens is you don't really manifest really good ideas. You don't start leading in the right direction. And then you start becoming that individual where this becomes a day job. And I'm working on my leadership skills Monday to Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday, I'm just doing whatever I want. I've I've said this before to many people. I'm the true person all the time. You come to my desk at my job, you're going to get the same Scott that you, when you go to the gym and I'm coaching, you're going to get that same Scott that goes, you know, to hopefully your charity event speaking. You know what I mean? Like that's the same person all the time. That's what we're trying to do is build up community. So I totally understand where you're coming from in that regard. I definitely want to hear about this favorite episode. Why don't you give us that? Yeah. Yeah. Favorite episode's tough. Uh, I've had such a diverse group. So I think it really depends on what you're into. Right. My personal favorite episode, uh, I can narrow it down to about three of them. OK, um, one would be Justin Bruckman. And I think that's just because I'm so close with him. I think he had a very big impact on my life. And and it wouldn't matter what was said on that podcast. I think just because he took the time out of his day and he's somebody I respect a lot. Him coming on to me, he'll always be in my top three. Yeah. Right. Um, another one that that was very I guess high up on my list would be uh, Benji, uh, Benji's Coffee Company. Believe mm-hmm. that forty. I might mix up the numbers here after I passed forty six, but <laughs> um, forty. Uh, I'm a big fan of coffee, and uh, I do lots of research on on these episodes. And what was funny about this is I did lots of research, but usually when I do and I host a podcast, I write stuff down as I go and I can touch on different topics and move on from there. Right. Well, my pen actually broke. Right. And I wasn't in a position to leave at any point. 
So that was the first time that I really had to uh, think on my feet with a lot of the questions I had because it went a completely different direction than the way I thought it was initially going to go. And when that usually happens, I can just touch on other things that we've talked about and move on from there. So that was that was a big growing one for me because like I got to when I listened back to it, um, I got to listen to how I think I would have been on the first, fifth, tenth, twentieth episode, and now I'm at forty. I go wow, I don't think I would have been able to have the same skills. So I really saw my development as a host. So that one for me uh, is definitely top three. Oof. And then I believe, hmm, I don't want to put any bias, but you're definitely up there for sure. There's a couple lines, you or another guy named Kyle McLaughlin. Um, Kyle McLaughlin, he's a pro boxer. I've known him for years, but haven't known him in the same sense until uh, we spoke prior before the podcast. And then when he came on, that was very special as well. Um, but you're up there as well. I mean, if I had a top five, and again, I'm not numbering them, you would be in there. You might even be top three. There's a couple lines yeah. that uh, you said that uh, it's now become like a, uh, a saying amongst a couple friend groups and people that constantly listen to podcasts. And you, you can even go back on some of my Instagram reels and somebody will like, I don't even know if they know it's from your episode, right? No, they'll, they'll like put it in there and I always get a chuckle, right? It's, yeah, it's, that's um, good, man. That means we're doing the right stuff. That means that people are listening and, and we're yeah. motivating and, and people are paying attention. That's the most important thing, man, is that if I could just give... You know, like I, I told you on my podcast, self-care you is built on the core principles of the gap philosophy, right? And that's when then giving nature and that's being authentic to yourself and that's having a positive mentality and that's how we operate. And you'll start to see that radiate through through other people. But I put a lot of work into this, right? So I, I know people people know when it's not fake. They can feel it. They know, okay, this is somebody who's coming at it and, and he believes in it. So I hope what that develops is, um, true authentic approach. And you know how you're talking about your, your podcast and how you like to write down notes and so on and so forth. I really try and keep myself like in the podcast and really just lead with myself and just be myself and go from there. And I think that's helped my hosting skills over time. Just get to where I need to be. I think same thing, like self-care you, we have so many great op- uh, uh, episodes. Like I don't even know if I could really put my finger on one of them. I will tell you this. There is one that's really, really close to me, and it was our second episode, and it's a good friend of mine, um, and her name is Danielle, and, and she had stage four colon cancer, and she smashed that at the park, and and this is my my buddy's uh, wife. You know, my buddy and I have been friends since we were, you know, five years old, and this is really his person, and to hear her do that, and really just like I had dinner with her last week, and she's just an awesome person. So that, that one sits really close to me. Uh, also our first podcast, you know, with Warren Edwards, shout out to project impact youth. That is my guy. The work that guy does is amazing in our community and just doesn't want, he's not the type of person to be out there in the front, but this guy is always grinding. And, uh, those always sit really nice with me. But like I said, I love all the podcasts that we have. It's a good opportunity to, you know, your network is your net worth, right? You start building conversations with people, getting to know them. And it really brings us to that conversation about this charity event that you got going on in January 14th, right? Yeah, we can move on to that. Yeah, so January 14th, uh, out of 182 Wellington Road, that is in Bowmanville. It's all sort of Cal Samet Gym. 
I have, I'm hosting a charity event featuring two charities that are very, very close to me. One is Hearts for Martial Arts, and the other one is uh, Mission United. I will touch on both of those. So Hearts for Martial Arts, they take kids who are considered underprivileged in terms of financially underprivileged, and they help put them in martial arts organizations. Uh, I touched a little bit on my journey, but uh, I can't imagine where my life would be if I didn't get into martial arts. To be honest, I'd probably be in jail or dead if I, were, if I was being straight up. So I can only imagine some of the great things that that charity will do. And then the other one is Mission United. So like I said, growing up in Oshawa, I moved all, I moved all around Oshawa. And unfortunately... Uh, when I was living downtown, you see, you see, uh, and you saw, hopefully less and less every day, lots of homeless people, lots of homeless youth, lots of people who struggle with addiction, lots of people who don't get a hot meal every day. I'm not even talking three; I'm talking one, right? And Mission United, what they do is they're kind of uh, they kind of do it all. So they help with placing people in shelters they help with addiction they help with the food they help with clothing and again like uh i worked at a place in downtown oshawa who uh kind of a funny story i was able to connect with her through the charity event she's she's going to come and actually cater the event uh it was called the table and it was right downtown oshawa and uh i used to do soup on the streets so she she made soup phenomenal soup the best soup you'll ever have in my yeah, opinion it is good it is good i gotta i just yeah. gotta cut you off it, the table was always the greatest man i'm from oshawa you know I, I grew up right down there rotary park so i know exactly what you're talking about but i thought i would just mention it's not there anymore though right it's moved on no, only so she only does catering and drop off food like food delivery right gotcha and so when i worked there um we did soup on the street and it was during the cold months so uh i believe it was december to either march or february and once a week sometimes twice a week i would go out and, and i had the privilege and i truly mean that i had the privilege um of going out there and the coldest weather and i say privilege because as much as it's cold for me but i'm wearing a nice winter jacket with mittens on and a hat and some of the people come up and get this hot this hot meal of soup and they don't have that stuff at all right that they would rather hold on to hot liquid because that's what's keeping them warm than actually eat it and drink it right which is again it's crazy to me and then once it kind of cools off then they have the soup for the nutrition right and that was such an eye-opener to me i don't think i'm ever going to forget that experience uh, and I, I thought you know if i have an opportunity to to donate anything then that's one place i want to go um united hearts for martial arts those again two things that are very close to me and some of the performers and speakers that we have on it it, it started off as an award show that i was just going to invite people and have a photo with them as i give them an award and that was going to be what it was and it turned into something bigger when um, somebody said, well, you should video it, right? Because you, you, you get a lot of emotion with the video and, and a lot of it was going to be a surprise. Hey, Scott, um, I wouldn't even tell you an award. Can you just come help me out here? Right. And you, you come and I go, oh, congratulations. You, you won an award or, you know, whatever it would be. And you go, what? And it's <laughs> a surprise and it's on video, right? You get the raw emotion. And what to that is I had somebody um, who actually I can mention, they offered, they said, 
well, if you video, would you mind if, if I sponsor the event? And I go, well, it's not really an event. I was just going to give out an award, right? And they go, well, can, can, you, can you stick my sponsorship in the background, get my logo or something? Right. And I go, okay, thank you. Right. And then uh, I was at the gym and, and I was talking to a former person on the podcast, actually Kyle about it. And he goes, Oh man, that's really good. That, that's, that's awesome. And somebody, he told his wife who, who later came on the podcast, Rivka, and it kind of exploded throughout the gym and people started asking me questions. And I was just like, this is supposed to be a, a private thing. Right. And, yep. and so I, and I was thinking on my toes, I go, well, I wonder if I can get performers in here. Right? I wonder if I can get speakers in here. And I had to think and I sit down and I'm a very logical person. I worked out everything and I must have made about three crucial phone calls to people who I trust greatly. Uh, one of them was my uncle. And uh, I, I, I won't forget this. He goes, well, what you are planning is going to be very difficult. And as soon as those words came out, I thought, I'm doing it. Right. Yeah. That was all I needed. Right. Because. Uh, difficult times are going to help me grow and it just exploded and lots of work right um i've never i've never arranged an event uh i, I don't even arrange the you know the friends meet up so to go from something of never arranging an event really to a, an event that that could have anywhere between 100 to 200 people in it with food that's catered sponsorships speakers performers and it all kind of meshed together. I'm really excited to see how it unfolds. Yeah, you know what, man? It sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. Um, and, yo, know, this is a podcast for the community. So let's make sure that we get that sponsor out there so that the people know who we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, this is an exciting event. For, you know, self-care, you, any opportunity we get to go to anywhere and tell someone about what we're doing in the community and let somebody know about, how we're operating, no matter how nervous, how anxious or how big the crowd is, who, who we don't know. You know, I know that I'm in good in good faith with at least a couple people. And Kyle is salt of the earth, the best guy, man. I, I worked with Kyle for a long time and he is a great guy. So I know, you know, you go into that place and if there's someone like you or if everyone's like you or like Kyle, I know that I'm in a good spot. And I think that will radiate through through your event. Like we're all here for a good cause. We're all trying to make sure that we're doing good in our community. Let's just try and support each other. And, and let's obviously support Dylan and his endeavor. And no doubt, man, it's going to be some work, right? But it's that end goal. People always tell me all the time, like, man, how do you have time to do any, like, anything else in your life? And I'm like, all the time I say to them, it's, it's about, you know, prioritizing my time and making mm -hmm. sure that I make things and, you know, obviously make sure that I make things a priority, but at the same time that I'm prepared for this opportunity, like, like you said earlier about leadership, you know, some of these individuals who work like, you know, five days and they don't go the full, you know, 365 days a year being authentic to themselves. I preach opportunity to everyone. Right. And if I'm not going to take an opportunity, but I'm going to preach it, it's hypocritical. Right. I look for these. I, I think I have a very good eye at understanding when an opportunity presents itself to me, I want to make sure that I take that opportunity and give out that information of who I am because my authentic self will come through. No need to be embarrassed. You know how we were talking about like sports and stuff. No need to the, one of the biggest fears in the world is glossophobia. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's public speaking, right? Yeah. We talked about this on your podcast, you know, when I had uh, a panic attack and so on and so forth. And, and, I, you know, I'm now a trained public speaker, mm. but I'm still a human being. 
who is still coming out of COVID, who's still about to stand in front of, you know, 150, 200 people and tell them what I put my passion into and give it to you on a plate and hope that you receive it. Right. So that's the good thing about being in an event like yours. You know that you're going to be well received right away out the gate. Whereas, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know which way this is going to go. And that's kind of where, where you get it. So kudos to you, man. Anything we can do to help, you know, we want to be a part of that. We want to make sure that the event is going well. Why don't you tell everybody when it is? Yeah, so it's January 14th, 6 to 10 p.m. There will be a 45 intermission, which I talked about being the food. Um, I do want to touch on some of the sponsors here. So I've got Jordan's Exterior Metals, English Road Tattoo Clubs, Briggs Commercial Concepts, True Belief Club, uh, Unoya Bath Code. I have Kyle Sleeman personal training, Bob McLean personal training. Um, the list goes on and on. Those are just the ones off the top of my head and a couple ones that I, I wrote. And uh, like I said, the performers, um, I, I'm astonished. I actually pulled some of these people together, really. Uh, I have this comedian who has been all over the world, right? He's from the islands. I think he's he might be born in Toronto, but he's a very island background, Caribbean background. He's going to be hilarious. I have him set up at the very end so he can say as many jokes, inappropriate jokes as he wants. And we'll give a chance for kids to leave the room if, if there's any kids there. Everything besides that will be a kid's appropriate, right? Because, again, a lot of it's family, right? right. And uh, I don't want to be bringing – I want to give people the option. If, if they're comfortable with their kids hearing that stuff or, or whatever age and they can stay, but I also want them to – to, you know, hey, just a, just a heads up, guys. This is a professional community who's toured around the world making some of these jokes. And some of these jokes may not be for everybody. Um, I have a soccer performer, Dennis Thompson. I had him on the podcast. He does freestyle tricks, like soccer tricks. Oh, shoot. He's a, okay. He, he's incredible, man. Like, I, I'm super excited for him. Um, I've seen some of Instagram videos, and I think there's no way that he does this. You know, it looks like he's got a ball on a string. And. He had one, and uh, he balances a ball in his head, and he juggles two balls going back and forth from his left and right foot in a circle while he's balancing the ball in his head. It was remarkable. And although that was incredible, he then started um, like using his head to juggle the balls. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination is unreal, eh? It's insane. Like I, <laughs> I can barely talk a ball, let alone you know do the stuff he's doing. I have a... Uh, Arlene, singer Arlene, she was on my podcast as well. And uh, one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. Oh, just, sure. just uh, I'm, I'm, in terms of mu musical voice and talent, she is just insane. Um, the, the stuff that she does, it sounds like it's fake, um, but it's not because I've seen her in person, right? And uh, who else? I got somebody else. Oh, and then I have a magician coming. Oh, cool. Oh, he, yeah, he's opening the show. He, uh, he actually double booked himself. So I had to move some people around and he's coming. He's like I said, very, very popular guy. And initially I had him doing some hypnotism, but I was going to get maybe some of the speakers, not going to mention anybody there, Scott, but I was going to get them <laughs> up on stage and maybe, uh, you know, get, get them to dance around like monkeys or whatever, but I had to cut his performance just a little bit shorter than, than uh, what could be done in, in terms of hypnotism. Hypnotism is about 45 minutes. Right. So we brought him back down to about 15, 20, and he's just going to do some magic tricks. And that's, 
uh, that's really incredible. Some of the speakers, obviously, I have you going there. Excited to listen to you. Excited to to spread what you got going on. I have Justin. Um, just yeah, I don't even know what I'm getting with Justin, man. No one knows what you get with Justin. <laughs> Justin said it before. I don't think he knows what he gets with him. But every time he speaks, some people speak and and you just listen. And he's that kind of guy. He could be talking about toast and he makes it interesting, right? right. I don't know how does it i wish i had that gift but he, he's just a very interesting incredible person kyle mclaughlin i spoke about him pro boxer this guy's been in the community helping out his community um for years ajax whippy yeah. Hicker, right? he's coming on uh it's just some really remarkable and i got six six awards i'm giving out i have a couple community awards given out as well um, but obviously I can't reveal who they are now. So you gotta, you gotta wait and see. Yeah, man. You gotta come to the events January 14th. Event, yeah. yeah. And man. it's all catered by the table, the cave, the table and uh fresh coffee there. Benji's coffee co going to have some raffle prizes. Right. Um, going to reveal the whole list on my Instagram, but a couple of them that, that I can share, uh, you know, your bath co she is donating a full bath basket and the reason i can share this one i'm excited to announce this one on your podcast she is a self-care company oh, right nice. so she, yeah she deals with everything self-care if you haven't checked out that episode that's definitely one that i would i would check out um bath bombs steamers uh she has all kinds of smelling salts everything you name it right just some incredible homemade organic products she's going to be giving away a basket um that's pretty and, amazing, though, man. Like, it seems like you've got a full a la carte of an event, and it seems like it's just going to be a great opportunity for people to get out and enjoy, uh, see what's going on in their community. But, man, after COVID, just get out, period. Be around some people. Like, just get yeah. out. And and that's a good feeling, man. So what you got going on is seems like it's going to be an amazing event. Why don't you tell everyone where they can maybe get tickets and give them the details on the on the event, location, and time again? Yeah, so tickets, uh, I have a link I can send you. They are online. I prefer if you buy them online ahead of time as, uh, you know, there's only going to be one person working the door. So if there are lots of people at the door coming, starts at 6, be there for 545. That's what I suggest everyone. Um, and if there's too many people, then, uh, again, it's just going to take a little bit to get in. So I prefer if you buy it at the door, we can get you seated nice and quickly. Uh, there's table seats. There's just regular seats that you can sit down, watch it. There's standing room only. Uh, I have it set so that um, it's only, I think, $2 more for a seat. But again, we are slowly closing in on selling out those seats. So we do have to push it to standing room only if those seats do get sold out. And once again, January 14th, 6 to 10 p.m., uh, 182 Wellington Street, Bowmanville, Ontario. Yeah, man, it's going to be a great event. So make sure you check it out. There's going to be lots of people there. You got to get over there. Hit up my guy, Dylan. He'll set you up. This guy's doing great work in our community. Dylan, I'm interested to ask you this. We ask all our guests this in some way, shape, or form. But if little Dylan was in front of you, mm. knowing knowing what you know now, what would be some of the advice that you would give him? How little are we talking? How about we start with that? I think you just pick it, man, whatever it could be, but it's, it's gotta be something that like, you know, we're not talking about 
where mom is still making and dad are making decisions for you, but something where like, you know, you really felt adversity your first time, maybe you feeling something where you're like, Oh man, I need some help with this. I need to talk to someone, you know, uh, maybe you didn't deal with something correctly. Just overall, what would be some advice that you would give to yourself? Like, you know, for instance, for me, I would say, just hang on, man, just keep going. Like what you're doing is mm-hmm. good and it's going to, you're going to get there. I, I love to hear what you're going to say. Oh, geez. Um, so I ask, I ask you, something very similar right if you go back in time what is something you tell your younger self if i was to ask in those words right so i'm I'm mixing it up a little bit but in those words to me uh, i would say prioritize things make a make a list okay of your priorities and really think everything from family to whatever it is you got going on in life of the top 10 things okay then take a marker and scratch out the bottom five that, that's what I would say. I would say prioritize the things in your life that you care about. Double down on those. Work on time management, right? So I also get asked the same question doing so many different things in my life. How do you find time? Um, well, you prioritize and uh, you make time for things that are important to you, right? Now, your question, uh, maybe I'm taking it a little bit different because I think adversity... I was um, lucky, unlucky. I don't like to use the word unlucky, but fortunate, I guess. Um, I faced adversity fairly young in life, tough adversity. Um, how much time do we got? Are we tight on time? No, man, go. Okay. So I'll, t- I'll tell this story. I've never said this publicly. Uh, it's not something I, I really tell people, but I do think it'll give a good perspective as to what my answer would be. So when I was 17, uh, my dad passed away of cancer. And then shortly after, uh, my mom also died, almost to the exact year. Now, I should say they weren't together. They were separate. And they were separated for for many, many years. I went from living with my mom to living with my dad. I made the switch because my mom had some issues and addiction issues that I didn't want to be a part of. And I had to make that choice very young. I had to make that choice when I was about 15, moving on to Right. And so that was, I mean, you speak about adversity. That was the first time that I guess true adversity was faced because I had to make a choice no one else could make for me. Right. And I was was very fortunate in the fact that nobody pushed me in one direction or the other. Um, And I made the choice that I wanted to make based off of logical things that were happening in front of me. Right. But obviously, that's going to hurt one person. In this case, it was my mom um, in some way, shape or form, because, you know, I'm choosing to live with one parent over the other parent. Right. It happened to be my dad over my mom. And so seeing that and seeing the way that she reacted and seeing all of the, the repercussions on that, that I think w- would be adversity. And then going from there. Right. I mean, I had a little stint where I was uh, 17, lost both my parents within a year. And then right after that, my, my, my grandma, who I was very close to, also passed away, right? And so it, it felt like people were just, again, uh, I can speak about this because it's been so long for me, but people were just kind of falling like dominoes, yeah. right? And I don't want to found, uh, sound morbid there, right? But um, when you're 17 with no parents, you kind of find your own way in life, right? Yep. So if go back to that 17 year old me what i would say is i would just say um make the decisions that you want to make 
and be proud of them because you've thought like I thought about my decisions very thoroughly. I think that's be that's that's how I became such a logical thinker. So make those decisions, be proud of them and don't regret them. Right. And I've been fairly lucky in life that I haven't regretted many decisions at all. But at the time, that's not the case. Right. right. Making decisions, knowing that you're going to hurt somebody and somebody close to you is never easy. But I have to be proud of that decisions because I made it logically. Yeah. You know, you make difficult decisions in your life and it's great advice, like difficult decisions in your life where you just, you know, at the, at the time you might feel like it's um, you know, it might make you feel unsettled because you did it or someone might be hurting, but you know, deep down that that needed to be done. And, you know, if you, if you're authentic to yourself, I truly believe that if you're authentic to yourself and you stay true to your approach, you're going to, and years come down the line, you're going to understand why you had to move the, the chess piece that way and why you had to do this in your life, because there's so many things that you do, right? Like there's, there's just tons, man. You can talk all day about that. You and I have, I'm not similar at all in the sense of uh, my parents were around, but when I was 17, I was playing basketball, was ready to go to school and play ball. And my dad was nowhere. Like my dad never been around. And that's a huge situation that I dealt with. And, and a lot of individuals deal with is the lack of the mentorship from their father or role model. You know, I grew up in the YWCA and in in Denise house and the women's shelter. I grew up you know, and like one of the poorest buildings in Oshawa, you know, right downtown, all those things that you talk about, the homeless situation. I grew up in it. I was there. I saw it all. Like when I walked to the store, I'd have to walk past all these junkies. Like, you know, I have a lot of like childhood trauma. And don't don't get me wrong. Don't let me word this the wrong way. My mom is amazing. She did an amazing job. She really did. She worked hard and, and she gave us everything we had. But there's stuff you just can't get when your dad's not around. Right. Like my mom just can't give it to me. And I'm out here just trying to figure it out. So like. Then 17 comes around. My mom's sick, right? She gets breast cancer. I think like, okay, here we go. This is the the end, right? And now I'm starting to think about a position that you are in when you're 17. And the position being like, I'm, I'm not really close to my uncles or aunts. I don't really have many cousins. I think like if my mom leaves, my dad's gone. Like I'm just here. Mm. Like what, you know, what's next? So I understand you're not necessarily your fear because it was my fear. It was your reality. Uh, so kudos to you, my man. It takes a lot for to be somebody to be able to travel through that and stand on the other side and be like, I'm still here. I feel like you're an honest individual in the sense that you realize that you're not perfect and you got lots to, we all have stuff to work on, but we're trying every single day. So, um, you know, man, I'm proud of the way that you operate and hearing that from you is, uh, is a great story. So good for you, man. And I appreciate you sharing that with our, with our group, because like I said, self-care you is built on maybe somebody's listening to the same situation that you're going through and saying like, I get it. I'm not alone. Like, you know, I, I can really tap into that and understand where, where Dylan's coming from, or I get where Scott's coming from, or just in general, right. Just trying to help people, let them know that it's not just their own case. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's funny because you know when you're in that situation people you know those are words oh you're not alone you're not alone but if you feel like you're alone those words don't mean anything right until you hear somebody with the story until you hear somebody who's who's been in those shoes until you you know like my i always leave my phone on right like uh it's on it's 24 7 right my buddy 
making a joke the other day. He's like, your notifications are always on, right? I always try and keep them on because I don't know who's calling me, right? Mm-hmm. I had had a friend, unfortunately, uh, he passed away, uh, just a really bad accident, nothing on him. But uh, he called me maybe, I don't know, three months before he passed. And he was a childhood friend and he was, he was like, hey, I just want to talk, right? And it's wild to me because uh, a lot of people change their number. I've had the same number since I was about 15, right? And he goes, I didn't think you were, I didn't think it was you. I didn't think it was the same number. I didn't think this. And I was like, dude, you thought too much. Just give it a ring. If it is, it is, right? And it turns out it was. And then we ended up talking for like four hours. And, and I, I, you know, I'm getting emotional even think about what have happened um, if I didn't have that, that phone, you know, if, if I didn't pick up that phone call. Yeah. Right. And, I think uh, go on. Being, yeah, yeah. Being, being around, being relevant. And being in the conversation is so important, man. Like, and, and giving everybody the time, right? Like, you might see somebody like, oh, great. You know, I don't know. Here comes Karen. Great. Like, we're going to listen to Karen, right? Again, talk about whatever. But Karen might need that. She might look forward to that conversation. She might need to hear from you or whatever it may be, right? So it it's just a good I would say it's a good trait and a characteristic of somebody that, that you have. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your friend. It's crazy, man. Like the world, right? The peaks and valleys that we go through, right? Like I lost, I lost someone really close to me in this last year and we're coming up on a year anniversary and it has been a crazy, crazy road, like up and down, up and down. Right. So I understand where exactly where you're coming from in that regard. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you being on the podcast today for sure, but I want to make sure that we, you know, it's not just about us. It's about a community. So let's give all the information on how people can get in touch with the, op- you know, for the optical view podcast, how people can get to over to the charity event. This is your opportunity, man. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, events on Eventbrite, uh, I can send you the link. You can post it in the description. People can go there again. You're always welcome to come to the door. I'm not going to turn anybody away. Right. If it's a, if it's a money issue, just have a, have a little chat with me. We'll bring you in. We'll figure something out, right? Uh, I don't want to want money to be an issue for something like this, right? There's, uh, there's actually plenty of people who have uh, been very generous who can't make it but have bought a ticket, right? And, uh, again, I don't want anybody to take advantage of that. But if it ever is a money issue, I know that there's people that have, you know, reached out to me and said, hey, if somebody comes to the door and, you know, maybe they don't have the money on them or whatever, here's my ticket for them. Right. So uh, if it's a money issue, come on out. We'll figure something out. Don't worry. I'm not here to make money. It all goes to charity. And those charities would say the exact same thing. Right. That's what they're about. Right. Um, Optical View Podcast. You can find me Instagram at the Optical View Podcast. Facebook at the Optical View Podcast. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you find your podcast, the Optical View Podcast is on there. I'm sure you know a podcast. Except for a couple big ones, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor, um, Podcast Addict, they operate very, very easily in the fact that you just stick your podcast URL on there and they will automatically upload. That's the cool thing about podcasts. So anywhere you guys get your podcast, you can find the Optical View podcast. Any different subject, if there's any, anybody you want to hear on, I'm always looking for recommendations. I'm always looking for new people or people you know maybe you want to have scott on again maybe we can talk talk more about that right whatever it is uh shoot me a message i love to hear even if you want to pop in and say hi 
I love it. I'll talk to you. We'll have a message. Have a little chat. Yeah, man, you got to check it out. Like you said, it's on every platform. You can go check it out. And let me tell you something. Self-care, you started out as a podcast from the Ontario area. And now whoever's listening to this, think about that. We're coming from Ontario, Canada. My guy Dylan's doing the exact same thing. Give him that love if you can. It's a great podcast. And your guy is on there. So you got to just jump in. Just hear my episode with Dylan for sure if that's what you're trying to kick off. It's the Optical View podcast. It's Dylan Burroughs. Dylan, my man, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. All right. Be well. A uh, big thanks goes out to Dylan for jumping onto the podcast. What a great conversation. Uh, that's the charity event is January 14th. Make sure that you check that out and that you get over there and support them. They're doing some great work and yours truly will be there, you know, having a little conversation about self-care you and, and the growth in the community. Uh, secondly, thanks to everybody for all the support with self-care you level up living level up leadership. We appreciate it. Get over to selfcareu.net if you're looking for all the information. You can get episodes there. You can get uh, the shirts that we have. Anything that you need, you can check that out. It's selfcareu.net. And this is our first episode since the holidays, so happy holidays. I hope everyone had a great holiday season and everyone got what they needed out of there. Maybe they got some rest and relaxation. I know my family definitely got that. Appreciate all the support. This is Self Care U, and we definitely leveled up with Dylan Burroughs. Burroughs.